Bibles this morning and uh, turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to be in verses 10 through 20. Ephesians chapter 6 and verses 10 through 20. Or if you got your church app, you can just uh, press the Bible on that and it'll open up for you. And I'm going to be preaching out of the New King James translation. We uh, began uh, at the first of this year and, and I'm going to be preaching through the month of January and February about uh, back to the basics, basic training for Christians. And looking at uh, what God's Word has to tell us about the basics of Christianity and uh, how we get back to those basics and how that uh, we live out our life as Christians. And uh, it's kind of a, a military standpoint of we've got some battles to face. And this morning I want to uh, preach on the uh, subject about battles that we see here in Ephesians chapter 1 that talks about our armor. I want to preach on about the full armor. The Bible is telling us in Ephesians chapter 6 about as Christians we have armor that we are to wear. And you know, uh, when you think of armor, we think about the military. And uh, Rhett, could you pop up that uh, picture for me? There should be a soldier picture up there. The, uh, I was looking a little bit about the armor that they uh, wear in the military and uh, how that, uh, they, it has transformed over the years. And one of the things that, uh, as I was studying about it, was the fact that they have so much armor now that it's got to where it weighs over 100 pounds. And uh, so now they're kind of focusing on not only the uh, type of protective armor they have, but also trying to reduce the weight of it so it's not so heavy. So uh, maybe they'll find that in a second. We'll go back to it. But let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Then Ephesians chapter 6 starts out talking about relationships between children and their parents and about servants and their masters or what we might put into terms today of an employee and an employer. And then all of a sudden there's this word finally where the Apostle Paul starts talking about the armor of God in this battle that we're fighting. And here's what it says in the New King James translation. It says, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains." We'll pause there for just a second. When the Apostle Paul said, I am an ambassador in chains, that word ambassador, he's basically putting across that he is a representative of Christ. That what people see and hear in him reflects Christ to them. 
And so the Apostle Paul is identifying himself as an ambassador. We are all, if you're a Christian, you are an ambassador for Christ. You represent Christ to the whole world, whether it's in a battle that you're fighting or whether it's just the way you're living your life day by day. And then he goes on to say that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Now looking at this full armor Here in Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul is telling us what armor is available to us as we fight our battles. But there's a few things I think we need to realize, not only about the armor, but this just this whole concept of the battles that we face as Christians. And the first thing I think that we need to grasp from these scriptures is the fact that we are in a battle that we cannot afford to lose. Think about that for just a moment. We were in a battle, it's a real battle, and it's a battle that we cannot afford to lose. The Apostle Paul, in these scriptures, he identifies that the battle that we're facing, that we're wrestling not with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and those in heavenly places. So he's telling us that we are fighting a real battle, and it's a battle that we cannot afford to lose. We're fighting a spiritual battle that is much different than a physical battle. When you're fighting a physical battle, the whole concept is of having strength to overcome the other person, to be aggressive, to be stronger, to be in a mentality of really being revved up, you might say. But in fighting a spiritual battle, it takes a whole different concept. And so when we look at these scriptures and the Apostle Paul is talking about this battle and this wrestling that we're having to do, we need to realize that this is a spiritual battle for the Christian and not a physical battle, which means that we have to look at it totally different and we have to think of it with a whole different approach. And we have to realize that with a battle, there's an enemy, right? I want you to know this morning that Our enemy is not our spouse, it's not our parents, it's not our children, it's not our boss, it's not the people we work with, it's not the people that we go to church with. So we need to quit fighting with them and start fighting the true enemy, which is Satan and his demons. You see, it's about the battle that the Apostle Paul is identifying to us. It's bringing to reality that in our lives as Christians, we are constantly fighting battles. And it's the enemy, Satan, who is coming against us. And I hope that everybody realizes that when Satan comes against us, he usually works through somebody else. That might be that he's working through your husband or your wife or your mother or your father or your boss, or the person that you're working beside with, or the person that you go to school with, or maybe even the person that's in the pews of the church. We are fighting battles that Satan is working through them. And the Bible is letting us know that even though we see flesh and blood, it's not a flesh and blood battle. It is a spiritual battle. And so I want you to realize this morning that no matter what you may be facing in your life today, that the person that seems to be your enemy, matter of fact, over the years of counseling with people in marriage counseling, I've had a couple of different times that someone would say this. It just seems like my biggest enemy in my life is my husband. Or it, it just seems like My wife has become my enemy instead of my wife. 
And I've had the opportunity in several instances with marital counseling with people that are in those situations to let them know that it's not your husband or your wife that's your enemy. It's Satan working through them at this point in their life. You see, Satan takes us where we are at weak points in our life. He works through our emotions. He works through our mentality. He works through where we are as the way we are thinking about things. And it makes it seem like that maybe that person is our enemy, but it's truly Satan working through them. And in these battles, what did I say? These are real battles that we cannot afford to lose. So I want you to look at your life right now. Does it seem like there's somebody that's your enemy in your life right now? Someone that just seems to be, uh, or maybe a better expression, a thorn in your flesh? The Apostle Paul talked about how that he had a thorn in the flesh that uh, was constantly in his life. And I, uh, there was a person that used to work with me uh, when I was at uh, Shaw Industries that uh, he kind of seemed like a thorn in my flesh for a while. It seemed like that he just had, that Satan was working through this particular individual to constantly be a thorn or an irritation or some type of just opposition to me. And as I was dealing with this person, I was thinking, I remember one day I was thinking, I've just had it. We're just going to have to lay this down and come to an end with this. And God spoke to me a reminder, he is not your enemy, but it's Satan working through him at this point in your life. And so I remember some different things that uh, had happened. And one, the day that he was really got, uh, got really under my skin was the day when uh, we had an employee that had a uh, parent that had died, that lived up in New York. And he uh, passed me, the uh, guy that was my thorn in the flesh passed me in the plant. And he said, hey, you going to New York to the funeral? And I said, no, that's a little far to go. And he looked at me and said, you call yourself a preacher. And just turned and walked away. A thorn in the flesh. It was when the battle inside of me was really intensifying. But it was when the Lord said, he is not your enemy. It's just Satan working through him. That same individual, I see them now on a pretty regular basis out uh, in just out and about doing different things and I remember a couple of years ago that they came to the church and told me, said, uh, I just want you to know where I am in my life now, and I want you to know that your life made a difference to me. It was a battle. It was a spiritual battle. There was a physical person there that was a physical irritation, an emotional irritation to me, but the truth is they were not the enemy. It was Satan working through them. So we are fighting a real battle, and it's a battle we cannot afford to lose the second thing I think that we need to realize through these scriptures is that we have real armor that are the essentials for our defense. That's what Paul is letting us know that in this battle that is a spiritual battle and not a physical battle, that there are real armor that you and I as Christians need to make sure that we are equipped with because these are essentials. They are necessary for our defense. And the Apostle Paul goes through to mention about a few things. And I want to just kind of look at those right quickly to help us to think about how important these different parts of the armor are to us. Red, did y'all ever find that uh, picture? Can you pop that up for me? 
Now this picture showing a military soldier and if you had this up close, you'd see that it's identifying all the different components of what he is wearing. Everything from things that are protecting him from his heart and his vitals that are bullet, supposed to be a kind of a bulletproof vest, to the armor that's around his head, to even the eyewear that he's wearing, the weapon he has in his hand, the pads that are on him. Every aspect of him is identified and it's all for his what they call body armor to fully equip him to be able to go into battle and to live and survive and win the battle. And I guarantee you that if you ask any soldier when they go into the battle, can you afford to lose this battle? They will tell you, no, we cannot afford to lose the battle. And they will also tell you that they've got the essentials that they have on them for the battle that they're going to face. Now, from a spiritual standpoint, here's the things that Paul tells us that we are armored with. And I want you to, if you look at this picture, if you were to ask this soldier, uh, well, won't you just go ahead and go into battle without this helmet? No, <laughs> not going into battle without my helmet. Well, what about this bulletproof uh, vest that you're wearing? Let's, won't you just leave that behind? Ain't no way I'm leaving that behind. Every aspect of his armor is essential to him, and he's not going to leave anything behind because of his well-being. It's the same way with what Paul tells us in the Scriptures that is necessary for us as Christians. And the first thing he mentions is this, the belt of truth. Now the belt, if you were to look, and you can't see it very good on this, but the belt that's uh, used in the military is that which they carry the, the kind of the extras and the essentials, but it's what kind of pulls everything together. When you look spiritually at our lives, the belt of truth represents that which everything hangs from that secures everything to our life spiritually. And the belt of truth is the truth that gives us security in our Christian life. It's the basis for which what we believe and what we stand for and where we will take our stand. And so the Apostle Paul says, you've got to have that as the center part, the core of who you are. If you don't know what the truth is, you know the Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall, what? Set you free. If you don't know what the truth is, then you don't have the core of what you need as a Christian. And then he mentions the breastplate of righteousness. Now the breastplate would be kind of what I refer to as on this person, the bulletproof vest. The breastplate of righteousness is that which protects the vital organs in the physical aspect. And the breastplate that here Paul mentions is righteousness. Living according to what is right in the eyes of the Lord. And that is what protects our vital organs, especially the heart. And the Bible is very clear. We've got to guard our hearts. We've got to guard our hearts. Because from the heart can control the way we think, the way we act, what our emotions are. And so it's vitally important that we have the breastplate of righteousness that I have the aspect that I'm going to guard my heart to do what is right, live by what is right. The Apostle Paul goes on to mention about the boots of the gospel to carry peace. And when you think about, when you look at this military uh, soldier here, the boots is at the very foundation of everything that he has on. Everything else builds up from there. It is the boots that carries him through the battle. And that's the same way it is in our life spiritually that the boots of the gospel is the foundation from which everything that we have in our Christian life is built upon. The gospel of Jesus Christ that gives us peace. And so when he says the, 
their feet being shod or the boots, that which carries the gospel of peace is the foundation for which we exist. And then he mentions the shield of faith. Shield is that which stops what the enemy brings against you. And the Apostle Paul made mention of this, that the shield of faith is what stops the oncoming attacks of the enemy or Satan. And you and I have to have a shield of faith that will not let the enemy get through. A shield of faith that will not let the enemy get through. You know, we had a great... uh, What's at stake dinner last night with the men? We had a close around 60 men here that we ate, some, uh, ate a good meal. But when we got over here and Keith Boggs spoke and he brought out the truth of God's word and challenged us to be men of momentum, real men. And you can only be a real man when you're God's man. And the truth that he gave with us is the things that would build our faith. And I want to just let you know this morning that every person... No matter what gender you are, male or female, your faith is essential for the survival of your family. But some of the statistics and the reality that we see from God's Word is that there is a shield that the man of the family needs to put around his home that is based on a deep faith in God. Is a shield of faith that protects. You know, I think that for most every man, they see themselves as the protector of their family, the one who shields. And if you're not deep in your faith, then you're going to have a weak shield to protect your family. The Apostle Paul said you got to have the shield of faith to protect the fiery darts from Satan from getting in. And then he mentions the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation is that that protects the head. And it's kind of like a reality that Paul is letting us know that when you come to the reality of Jesus Christ and you give your heart and life to him, salvation the way is the way that you begin to see life, the way you think, the way you act, the way you react. And he's basically saying that your mindset has got to be covered with the protection of the salvation for which you have accepted Christ as your Savior. And then he mentions the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit is our offensive weapon you see as you look at all that he's mentioned it's really mostly everything that's defensive but here he mentions the sword of the spirit which he says is the word of God and the Bible tells us that the word of God is like a two-edged sword which means it's sharp on both sides and he says that it is a two-edged sword that sword that can cut to the very bone and the marrow well the Bible is letting us know that when you are well equipped with the word of God then you, can, you have something that you can fight against the enemy with. It is our offensive weapon. You know, when you look at the Bible and you look at Jesus Christ, when the devil came against him, everything that the devil tried to tempt the Lord with, what did he do? He spit out some scripture back to him, didn't he? And he used his own words to defeat Satan. And if it was good enough for Jesus, it ought to be good enough for you and I. We need to be deep in God's Word so that we've got our offensive weapon to be able to cut Satan when he comes against us. And then the Apostle Paul kind of ends it all talking about prayer. And prayer is kind of like your battle plan. It's your plan to have victory in the end. When you and I have prayer at the core of our existence and we realize that every battle that we're fighting, no matter who it's with or what area of our life it's surrounded around, 
Prayer is the basic battle plan that will give us victory in our life. If you're fighting any battle and you're not covering it in prayer, then you're going to lose the battle. The Apostle Paul is telling us that we've got real armor that is the essentials for our defense. But then the last thing I see is that we have a real chance at winning this battle. Whatever battle you're facing, you have a real chance to win the battle. Now, when I say a real chance, you might be thinking, well, wait a minute. You know, if we got a hold of the whole armor of God and everything, uh, we should have certainty that we're going to win the battle. Well, if you're fully armored with the armor of God in every aspect, there is a certainty of winning the battle. The only uncertainty is whether you're going to fully equip yourself with all of the armor of God. You know, I mentioned that uh, for this soldier, there's no piece of his armor he would leave behind because it's essential for him to survive and to win the battle. And you know, I think about uh, the battle that David and Goliath had. You know, when David was out there and he had gone to check on his brothers and all the uh, Israelite men were out there, and then there were the Philistines over on the other side, and there was Goliath that came out and kept giving the challenge and insulting the Israelites, And they were all, the Bible tells us that all the men of the Israelites were afraid. Yet David said, I'll fight this man. Now was it the fact that, you know, when Goliath came out and he was almost 10 feet tall, everybody saw him as a big, bad giant and them small in proportion to him. When David came out, do you think that David thought that he was bigger and badder than the giant? I doubt it. When David came out to fight the giant, he realized that it was God that was bigger than the giant. Not that David was bigger, but that his God was bigger. And when David looked at that Goliath, the Bible tells us how that Goliath was armored. But there was one place that was left exposed. It was right here in his forehead. One place that he did not have the armor. And when David drove back his slingshot with that stone in it and he let it go, God guided it to the one place that was unprotected. And the giant went down. And it's a reminder to you and I that most everybody has a weak spot somewhere, don't they? But as Christians, we cannot afford to leave a weak spot in our armor spiritually. We cannot afford to leave out God's word. We cannot afford to leave out righteousness in our life. We cannot afford to leave out any aspect Because any place that we leave our armor out is an open weakness for Satan to be able to attack us and defeat us. And so for us to win the battle, it all depends on whether we take on the whole armor of God. We have a real chance at winning the battle. And it goes back to those first couple of verses in verses 10 and 11 where he said, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Whatever battle you're facing in your life, you may not be able to win it in your own power. But you can and will win the battle when you're in the power of the Lord. In His power and His strength and His might. The Apostle Paul also made this statement. He said, put on the whole armor of God. He didn't say, put on some of it. He didn't say, put on part of it. He didn't say, put on what you think you might need. But he said, put on the whole armor of God. That you might be able to stand. Any missing part of our spiritual armor... It's going to be an unprotected, weak spot for the enemy to defeat us. So here's a couple of questions. 
And this is really one of the most essential things of question today, and that is, do you understand who your real enemy is? Some of you, during this past week, past month, maybe this past year, maybe it's kind of like some of those people that I've mentioned, that I've counseled with over the years, that maybe you feel like your husband has been your enemy. Maybe there's some in here you feel like your spouse has been your enemy. Maybe you feel like your child has been your enemy or your mother's been your enemy or your father's been your enemy or your boss at work has been your enemy. Or maybe it's somebody that you go to church with or somebody that you go to school with. Maybe it's somebody that just seems to be a thorn in the flesh. And our natural human reaction is just like a physical battle. We want to go on the attack and physically fight it out. But let me tell you, you're going to lose the battle that way. The battles that we're fighting, according to what the Apostle Paul gives us here, are not against flesh and blood. We visibly see flesh and blood, but it is a spiritual battle of Satan working through that individual. So have you had a battle going on in your life recently? Have you seen it from the truth of God's Word that it's not really flesh and blood, it's a spiritual battle? And the only way that you can win that battle is with your spiritual armor on. Taking a whole different approach than you would with a physical battle. Do you understand who the real enemy is? Do you have your full armor on? And are you fighting, listen, are you fighting in the strength of the Lord and the power of His might with the whole armor of God? I want to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads for just a moment. I don't know what battle everybody's facing today. But I do know that God has given us in his word that we are fighting real battles that we cannot, and I want you to listen very carefully, you cannot afford to lose. Real battles you cannot afford to lose. And to win those battles, you've got to have the spiritual armor on, the whole armor of God. It's got to be grounded in the truth. You've got to cover your heart in righteousness. You've got to approach it with the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And as the Apostle Paul having your feet, your foundation with the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. Do you have the whole armor of God on? As they begin to get the music ready this morning... While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want to ask you to take a move this morning. A move physically to fight spiritually. And so if you've got some battles going on in your life right now or been going on for the last month or last year or maybe the last couple of years, and you want to finally get some victory in it, I want to ask you to take a physical move to the altar And ask God to give you the spiritual armor to win this battle. Now I'm just going to begin to pray for you. Some may need to come right now. But I'm going to begin to pray for you. Lord, God, I don't know what battles every person is facing. But Lord, I I talk with a lot of people. And Lord, one of the things that I've seen over and over is that a lot of times we look at flesh and blood and we see flesh and blood as our enemy. But you have taught me over and over the truth 
that the flesh and blood is not the battle, it's a spiritual battle. And it's a battle of Satan working through flesh and blood against us. And Lord, we can't win the battle physically fighting. We've got to fight spiritually. Lord, when I think about what the Apostle Paul said about praying constantly, covering it, that is our battle plan, to pray through the victory. And Lord, I just pray, God, that for each person that may be facing some battles, Lord, I'm praying, God, that your, your anointing would be upon them. Lord, that you would, and sometimes we feel like we are losing the battle. We can't afford to lose these battles that come against us. And Lord, there may be some in here today that feel like they're losing the battle. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd give them strength to see things from the truth of your word, from righteousness, from the gospel of peace. And Lord, that you'd help them to see a whole different perspective of how to fight this battle spiritually and to win the battle. And Lord, I believe with all my heart that you don't want us as Christians to be defeated, but you want us to be victorious. You even said in your word that we are more than conquerors through you. And so we've got to fight the battle the way that you would fight it. So Lord, I'm praying, God, that right now that your Holy Spirit will touch and minister to those who may be here this morning that are fighting some battles and they need victory. And God, I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would touch them, encourage them, strengthen them. God, I pray that you would just help their faith to be strengthened. The shield of faith is so essential. We can't have a weak faith and come out on the victorious side because the enemy's fiery darts are going to penetrate and they're going to beat us. So Lord, I pray that you would just strengthen that shield of faith. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd give them the sword of your word, that they would be able to fight against Satan, fight with the truth, and be victorious. But yet, Lord, we've got, there's just one core thing that, and, and sometimes I have looked at that scripture and it, when the Apostle Paul, our feet shod with the gospel of peace. We want peace to be the end result of our battle. But it's almost like, Lord, you are speaking to us that we have to fight with peace. The gospel of peace. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you would just do our work in our lives, in our minds, in our emotions, in our mentality. Lord, that we can leave here today with a renewed freshness of your strength. The Apostle Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. It's not by our strength, but it's by your strength. So God, I'm praying, Lord, that you would give not only a renewed perspective of the battle, that it's not a physical battle, it's a spiritual battle, that the person who may seem to be our enemy is not our enemy. I think about what the Abraham Lincoln said, that the best way to defeat an enemy is to make them a friend to bring them closest to you, to get them on your side. Not to push them away, but to pull them in close. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you would do that in some battles that some folks may be facing. Lord, I pray that you give them victory. They'll put on the full armor of God, and they'll fight in your strength and in your power, not from a physical standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise and the honor and glory for all that you do. And it's in your name I pray. Amen.